The following podcast contains alcohol-enhanced conversations about alcohol, as well as the potential for the discussion about topics of dubious, disturbing, possibly offensive, but usually hilarious interest. The opinions stated herein are solely of the persons making them, and any endorsement of these opinions by any other party is not implied. Foul language is likely, but intolerant viewpoints are not. Listener intoxication is advised. And welcome to episode 49 of the Neat Glass Sponsored Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I am Scott. I'm Ed. And if you recall, about 18 months ago, we recorded our first foray into the world of Japanese whiskeys for episode 26, in which we tasted Suntory Toki and Nika Coffee Malt, feasted on some surprisingly tasty Japanese snacks, and talked about how Japan single-handedly saved the U.S. bourbon industry during the 1980s. And because we tasted only one other Japanese whiskey on the podcast since then, we thought it was about damn time we headed back to Japan and tried three new Japanese expressions, gorge ourselves on some Japanese candies, <laughs> and also, as this is serving as our holiday episode, giving out some presents to the three guests joining us tonight if they behave themselves. <laughs> and those guests are, first, the man who brought us those two whiskeys on that original Japanese episode, our friend and bartender extraordinaire, Anders, the master mixologist. Hello there. As well as two lounge friends who you previously heard on our most popular cocktail episode ever does your vermouth vermatter the whiskey power couple themselves rachel and marty hey and as usual ed's going to kick off the evening's festivities by telling us which japanese whiskeys we'll be exploring and hopefully adoring tonight right so we we try to get three different distilleries involved kind of like a variety one's relatively new and unknown One's relatively inexpensive and award-winning, and one is what we would consider a special and little bit of an uptick expression. Elite. Mm. So the first one we have is the Hatuzaki whiskey. Mm -hmm. It's a blended Japanese whiskey with about 80 proof. Then we have the Mars EY 45. This one was on Whiskey Advocate's Top 20 last year. Uh, 90 proof. It's a little bit of an uptick for Japanese whiskey, I think. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to be finishing up with the uh, Hibiki Japanese Harmony, one that I've wanted to have on here for a long time. This is an 86 proof. All these are blended Japanese whiskeys. And I'm really excited, particularly about two and three. And I'm curious about number one. Yeah, because Hadazaki, Ed, you just picked this up. We didn't really know what it was, but there's a plethora of Japanese whiskeys out there. You go to a liquor store that has Japanese whiskeys and uh, <clears throat> they have like dozens and you really have to uh, we'll talk about this as we go along you really have to do your homework with Japanese whiskey because mm. they for a long time they didn't have any rules yeah and they have rules now but the rules haven't quite taken effect it was just in April of this year and uh, Japanese whiskey was kind of a shit show it's still kind of a shit show right so we're going to try to walk you through the rules and what you should look for for Japanese whiskeys right, shout out to local liquor store our good friends up in Nashville and Cherry Hill. Uh, I was in there this week. They had 31 different Japanese whiskeys on the shelf, which is absolutely mind-blowing. You're lucky to find five or six to have 30 
31 separate expressions. And that's just what I saw. I'm sure I probably missed a couple. They're probably going like, it's 38. I mean, <laughs> they're probably like, God damn it, that count. <laughs> Simple math. No, but they had at least 31. Let me put it like that. Okay. So I think they're Irish with a Scottish lean. That's the way I feel about the ones I've tried. But once again, my experience has been very limited. And that's why we're doing this podcast. That's why we're here. Right. right. So uh, I have a couple paragraphs on the Harazaki and then uh, the stats and then we'll taste it. And then we'll taste some Japanese candies. Yummy. Um, (laughs) Sugoi. Yeah. All right. So this is a little quick history with the quickstery of the Harazaki whiskey. Having been brewers since 1856, the Yanazawa family started experimenting with distilling spirits over a century ago in 1918, and it's been part of their legacy ever since. But it wasn't until the build-up to their 100-year anniversary of spirits production in 2018 that the company decided to replace their old stills with new copper pot stills and actually begin making whiskey. The new facility has been designed to produce Japanese single malts as well as other spirits and has been named the Kaikyo Distillery at nearby Akashi Kaikyo Bridge, the longest suspension bridge in the world at nearly 25 five miles. Refreshed by maritime winds, the site enjoys a specific climate of dry, temperate winters and hot, humid summers that are perfect for aging spirits. The Kaigio Distillery now houses a rich and diverse cellar of casks made from several types of wood, including American oak, Japanese uh, Mizunara oak, and Sakura cherry wood, helping the unique flavors of their spirits flourish. Elegant, smooth, and easy to enjoy, Harazaki Whiskey, named after the oldest stone lighthouse in Japan, built in 1603, enhances the pleasure of relaxing moments spent with friends, family, and loved ones like tonight from the (laughs) curious amateur to the local connoisseur harazaki appeals to everyone in a delightfully welcoming way uh so this is 80 proof the mash bill is not disclosed but it says it's a 40 percent of single malt with the rest being single grain whiskey sourced from all over the world possibly from japan scotland canada and the u.s the age is up to 12 years and the price ed you got this 37 37 bucks Kind of cheap, yeah. For very cheap, Japanese whiskey, very cheap. Yeah. And what really struck me is that the mash bill sounded like a shit show to me. <laughs> yeah. And yet, I've seen online reports it's at least six years old and maybe as old as twelve. That's right. Very interesting for such a cheap Japanese whiskey, right? Because it's a blend of all those. So that ones. makes me a little bit nervous. Like, what did they age six years if it's only thirty-seven dollars? Yeah. And because it's so light, I mean, can we talk about how light it is? It's like healthy well, urine. It's like if you're <laughs> if this is your urine, you're perfectly yeah, hydrated. I was just gonna That's say that <laughs> you're perfectly hydrated you're doing everything right right it's just pale yellow there's actually a scale for colors that i, I want to learn i've seen that before uh-huh. it's like between a, a zero and a four i think okay this one is a minus what then is a minus two for <laughs> no. I, I don't know but this looks like <laughs> this the is tw- a negative this looks like a one it goes like a 1.2 1.3 oh, okay and they okay all so have like minus. little names like soft amber like, oh, like right. they're picking up paint swatches oh but well, we should get a like, color wheel and hold them up and say this color is yeah that yeah. might be helpful it actually looks like white wine it does look it like does. white wine yeah it's yes. got like a chardonnay kind of wow look it, it really does i didn't even think of that there's actually chardonnay is a little darker than this <laughs> yeah, maybe pinot grigio pinot yeah pinot yeah. grigio yeah all right, so, so let's swirl the neat glass around. Um, oh, such light, fruity notes. So I get scotch right away. Yep. Oh, do you? Scotch notes yeah. immediately. You're getting that, that barley, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a lot of light fruit. Like everyone says plum when they need light fruit, and that's kind of what I mean. Mm-hmm. Honey. Yeah. Hmm. Honey. I was thinking actually like melon, like like, melon? A, like a honeydew. Yes. Um, it's half of what I said, honey. Not, I said not, honey. Yeah, do. <laughs> do. Uh, it's... um. Hmm. Very interesting. Hmm. So the neat glass, you swirl the neat glass around for those who have their neat glasses out at home. Yes. 
to get the evaporation going. Put it up so that your lips are right toward the edge of the rim. Keep your mouth closed. Breathe through both nostrils. I mean, white grape, you know, that kind of yeah, light flavor. light, sweet. Aromas. Kind of fruit note. I got definitely single malt and grain. I'm, I'm definitely tasting that. I'm tasting like some type of a grain to it. Uh-huh. Um, there's a little bitterness on my nose. I don't know. Oh, okay. A little bit of a like a bitter, funky right? earth. Yeah, like a yeah. okay. Yeah. It's interesting because I'm not really getting those aromas that you guys are getting, and it's quite pleasant on the nose I, for me. Yeah, I, think I like. I think it's very pleasant. Yeah, yeah, I would say I like the nose, but it is a little cloying, so I couldn't keep nosing this all day. Okay, so you're saying we should just drink it? <laughs> yeah, let's, <laughs> yeah. Let's try. It. Let's, let's drink it. Kampai. 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 Oh, oh, Ed, 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 I don't think Ed likes it. Uh, this, <laughs> this reminds me, my first association was with Johnny Walker Black. I don't know if anyone else was there, but that's mm. my first impression when I drank it. It's got a weird immediate taste on the tongue. I, I like the finish better than the initial what, palate. What are you getting on the finish? The light fruit notes that I was tasting before. Okay. Um, honey. I got honey. honey. Yeah. yeah. The finish is much uh, nicer. The finish really ends quickly, but it ends nicely. But is the it, initial sting on your tongue is, is off-putting. It, so it's very mm. almost like gravelly. Gravelly? <laughs> like um, so earthy, but like specifically, like I'm going back to mud pie era Anders, but it, I get like granite. Granite. Oh, so wow. mineral. Very mineralistic, oh, like man. almost in the way of like a Greek wine. I can see that. Uh, like I an acertico. Yeah. So, uh, and Japanese whiskeys are going to be a little bit lighter flavor than your yes. bourbons or your ryes or your scotches or mm-hmm. something like that. They are all very light. Even the ones that we had last time, which mm-hmm. we all really enjoyed, the toki and the coffee yeah. malt. Mm-hmm. The toki um, is incredibly light. Yeah. So the uh, tasting notes here are surprisingly sweet Mm -hmm. with moderated notes of almonds, coconut, and lemon. Yeah. And with a finish clean with lingering marzipan and hints of fruit. Mm -hmm. So you said hints of fruit on the finish. Yeah. It does oh, finish clean, I can though. See it. And baklava, right? With the with the nuts Ooh, and, yeah, and, and the honey. honey. Oh, like, yeah, they're like pistachios, right? Yeah. Wow, the, that is amazing tasting. Yeah. <laughs> baklava. 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 Yeah. baklava. On the finish, I think the beginning is still a little bit earthy, funky, and the beginning was like the smell for me, and I didn't care for it, but I like the finish. Yeah, the finish is very clean, as it says. Yeah. I'm going back to like the honeydew, where it's got like a little bit of that funk to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I'm getting a little bit of that, still the granite, (laughs) like eating the gray gravel. Okay. (laughs) Um, And then on the end for the lemon, it's almost like lemon oil. Yeah. Or like mm-hmm. a like a Meyer like lemon, a, like, a, sweeter, like a more sweeter syrupy kind of lemon yeah. rather than like like a bitterness or like a sourness to it. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna be honest. I, this just reminds me of a decent scotch. Really? Um, okay. So you're tasting a lot of the barley spice on it. Yeah, I am. I am. So you liked it then? You think for thirty seven dollars, good deal? I actually like it a lot. And but it, like we talk about a peppery finish, it's yeah. like a scotch with a peppery finish, yeah. It, it, yeah. which it, is kind of odd. It does have a little bit of a peppery finish, but it's not like a rye or anything like that. No, it, no, yeah. no. Uh, I think it's decent. Um, I don't think I would buy it again. It, it's not really my thing. It's not my thing. Either, but once again, if you do like a nice blended scotch for thirty seven dollars, you're gonna be hard pressed to find something in that price range as complex as this. Is that fair? Yeah, and also to be fair i think this is actually created to uh, put in highballs yeah this screams like a highball yeah this would me. go great like, in a highball. like a rob roy or something is that, so is that, uh, is that a so s- a highball 
in, in the US, that'd be like a bourbon and ginger. But in okay. Japan, it's like a lighter whiskey with a club soda. Oh. So that's like the happy hour special in terms of modern Japanese cocktail culture. So like this screams like a highball whiskey to me. Otherwise, it's kind of like... Yeah, they're drinking it neat. Fine. Yeah. And I get like a, a metallic taste at the mm. end of it, too. Okay. Yeah. Like almost like the spoon that you stir your thing and you lick it off at the yeah. end and you get that yeah. silvery... Interesting. Really? Yeah, because the flavor really does drop off yeah. and it leaves you with your own mouth taste. <laughs> I think I'm getting like yeah. some of the like I've the, never heard you say that. It tastes a, like my mouth. It tastes like my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like my tongue in the morning. Like uh, such a Oh uh, well no not in the morning. No. Okay. No. Uh, okay. Midday. Like a, Midday. yeah like a, it's like a two o'clock their jaws. Yeah. Two o'clock two o'clock. <laughs> yeah so um maybe like that's some of the mineralistic notes that I'm getting but like I'll I'll yes, get like exactly. that kind of like metallic mm-hmm. th- kind of flavors when I'm eating with frosted flakes. Really? Because <laughs> you're, you're, you're tasting the spoon. Yeah, maybe? I like the spoon, but even uh, like, but like, it's like, I don't know if it's like just fortified with iron. <laughs> <laughs> you're tasting the minerals. Yeah. You oh, get like, wow. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, right now, guys want to try some Japanese candies? Yeah, some yeah. Japanese yeah. candies. Of course. <laughs> Like last time we were, we had a Japanese episode, we ordered all these snacks from Japan, which basically tasted like fish and soy sauce. So uh, oh, they were the best. Now we, they were great. They actually were good. Here, so just, no. take, just grab it and take a few games. Rachel, I forgot the dried squid. I'm sorry. Oh, God. I, uh, rain check. I'll bring some to the lounge. Okay. There's all kinds of stuff in here. Ramen soda candies. So That's I, adorable. I think it's important to mention at this point that Rachel has a connection to Japan. Yeah. She was kidnapped as a child and, and, <laughs> and, and raised by a, by a Japanese family. No, her family had moved to Japan on business, right? For, for a- oh, my dad was, um, he was a graduate student. And so they had three oh. children at the time. And uh-huh. He had to uh, write his thesis. So they were going to go and live there for one year. He went there on a Fulbright grant. Oh, nice. Oh, God. They had another child. We always tease my youngest brother, say it's tattooed uh, made in Japan on his foot. Yeah. Uh, And uh, eight years later, my mom finally said, Joe, you can stay. Uh, But the kids and I, I think, are going to go back home now. But so my early childhood was spent in Japan. We lived in Kyoto. How many years was that? About eight. Eight years. Could you please expand that your dad did come back with your mother? <laughs> Eventually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So your dad was... They're a, still together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Don't, that sounded like... That sounded like, oh, yeah, we're yeah, going yeah. home and you stay here forever. No, so your no. dad was an incredibly slow learner is what I'm getting. <laughs> uh, no. He's an absent-minded professor procrastinator. I mean, you said he was a graduate I student. See. Like, he could be a graduate student for eight years, was he? No, I mean, he was well into his PhD and he's still ABD, right? He never wrote his dissertation. Oh. He ended up working for a Japanese company and oh, he's still okay. doing some consulting. All right, so what did you guys get on the, the snacks? We have uh, gummies, we have chewy and crunchy candies, and hard candies. I got a chewy, strawberry high chew. Oh, was, it, was it good? Yeah, it actually was. Mm. I have a um, black coffee hard candy. Oh, that's mm. so nice. I wish that was me. Mm. I got like a um, <laughs> softer milk candy. Okay. I have another one that's a little bit harder as well. Mm. I want more candy. I, I don't like my choices. Oh, you don't like your choices? I got a, I got a, a Here's peak, the bowl. A pika crunch milk feel, candy. Feel like Delicious. I feel like I was at my aunt's yeah, house. these milk candies are really good. It's like a strawberry cream. It's oh. It's really good. Okay. 
Mm. This mm. black coffee candy, wow, it really tastes like coffee. Yeah. What is that one? This is this cola. Oh, there's cola candy. Oh. I have a, a super cola. And then a ramen oh, soda. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh it's sour. Super cola is sour? <laughs> Probably on the outside. Oh, it's got sour okay. powder on oh, it. Oh, that ascorbic kind of. First, yeah. it's, mm. first it's sour. Here, you want something then else, Then it's baby? sweet. Oh, my God, it is sour. Holy crap. Wow. Taste the whiskey with it. Go for it. Oh, no. I got some. Oh. Oh, you know what? I can really taste the barley on the whiskey now because I have the sour lemon sort of thing in my mouth. How is this cola? <laughs> hey, mine just cracked open. Let's we'll see. <laughs> yeah, don't chip a tooth on it. It's like cola soda. Mm-hmm. It's like a soda. Oh, it's got like mm. a fizziness in it. Mm-hmm. It does. Like a pop rock almost? Yeah. Or? Oh. It's got a fizzy little center in there. Mm. Mm. You know, now it does taste like cola. Wow. That, <laughs> man, the Japanese Kind of like how like a bottle cap kind of tastes like soda. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I like that a lot. I didn't think I was going to like that at all. <laughs> Just like the snacks, when we had them, we, we were like really surprised how actually good they are. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel, I don't think that they had these kind of snacks back when you were young. Do you remember having Japanese snacks back then? Yeah. I mean, my brothers and I still get together and we there are things that we love growing up that you can't really find so easily. Yeah. I know one of the things that we really like was in this country, they call it calpico. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, originally it's calpisu. It, which sounds like cow piss, so they. Cow piss soup. Yeah, it's like a slightly fermented dairy product, almost like yogurt, really pale. Okay. And you buy it in a concentrate, so it's in a bottle that's covered with paper that's uh, dark, like navy blue with white dots all over it. And they do make some cocktails out of it, but it oh. is a childhood. And I know when I went back to Japan several years ago uh, for work, they have it now flavored with like mango and all these different things. But I found it one year and I gave it to all my brothers in a in a wine bag, so they thought I got them a fancy. Wine, <laughs> and of course, it was cowpea soup. So, uh-huh. I'm sure they were thrilled. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like yay, cowpea, yay, cowpea soup. All right, so we got two more whiskeys to get through. Let's get to them. We do. Um, that was uh, not my cup of tea, but not a terrible whiskey. Is that fair to say? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. I, I actually yeah. enjoyed it. And maybe if you yeah. are a Scotch lover like uh, Marty is, yeah. maybe you'd like it more than uh, the rest like of us Like I did. said, if you're a Johnny Walker black guy, I have to drink. Not if you're a black guy, but if you like Johnny Walker black. <laughs> uh, or if you're a black hey. guy. I mean, I'm not, I mean, it could, I'm not saying you have to be a black guy to like it. It could be. <laughs> oh no, but if, um, I don't know that it's up with the green or the platinum, but if you like Johnny Walker black, I think that... This is uh, probably a little bit cheaper and mm. give it a try, I guess is what I'm saying. Sure. Okay. So we'll take a break, clean our glasses, and we'll be back with, with the Marzi Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're back and we're continuing to chew on all of our candies. Wow. Uh, so many chewings in the microphone. Various candy sounds. Uh, it's like you're eating a chewy and all of a sudden these little drops fall in your mouth from inside the chewy. Right. And they all have different flavors. And they have surprises inside of the chews. Yeah, they didn't have these candies when Rachel was little. They just had basically sardines with sugar on them. <laughs> Call me old. Whoa. Marty, help me. 
What's, what's, I, can, what's, I cannot help Marty, you. What's the no. problem? I cannot help you, Ed. Mm. You stepped in that trap. Yep. Right. You can get yourself out. Uh, now I'm going to have to knock myself unconscious on the counter to, <laughs> to keep from answering. It's the, it's the only choice I have. Please enjoy the podcast without me. <laughs> <laughs> and just no more cookies for you. Mm, <laughs> right, because Rachel did make Godzilla poop cookies. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> they say he's got to go. Go, go. Godzilla. <laughs> She's like, should I make cookies in a text chain? I'm like, yeah, either in the shape of Japan or Godzilla. She's like, well, maybe Godzilla poop. <laughs> and I'm like, sure. So she made um, uh, sugar cookies uh, drizzled with uh, matcha, which yeah. makes them like green colored. <laughs> yeah. But there's matcha in the cookie. So the, <laughs> right. the cookie has a lovely like olive green tint to it. Yes, right. Exactly. Lovely. Like, so appetizing. Godzilla yeah. is a vegetarian? Uh, <laughs> he's an automatarian. Automatarian. <laughs> I figure Godzilla poop would be like a city bus, right? I mean, <laughs> these are slices, right? Off the, right. Okay. Well, yeah. Not in the Matthew Broderick version. We, uh, talk about that. we, we won't talk about that one. Yeah, it's yeah. not canon. Um, so the um, the new Japanese regulations that I mentioned in the intro, because of the demand for Japanese whiskey over the past decade and over the past five years even, imports from Japan more than tripled, increasing from 18.4 million to 67.4 million, which of course caused the supply of Japanese whiskey to become quickly depleted, which resulted in some producers using non-traditional, quote unquote, questionable methods to pump up supply. And then, of course, there was a backlash against them because they felt that the rules were so flexible in Japanese whiskey. Basically, you could import the whiskey from other countries. As long as you imported it into Japan and bottled it in Japan, you could then export it and say it was Japanese whiskey, even though it, it really wasn't. wasn't right. right. So Japan's producers uh, banded together, and in April of 2021, this year, the Japanese Spirits Liqueurs Makers Association implemented new labeling standards for its members. Number one, malted grains must always be used, but may also include unmalted grains. Number two, any water used must be extracted in Japan. Number three, the mashing, fermentation, and distillation must take place in Japan. Number four, aging must occur in wooden casks stored in Japan for at least three years. Number five, bottling must take place only in Japan with a minimum strength of 40% ABV. And number six, plain caramel coloring may be used. The problem with this is not all the producers of Japanese whiskeys are members of this coalition. So like I said, it's still kind of a shit show and you really need to do your homework to find out if it's actually Japanese whiskey in the bottle. Well, I can assure you that the Hatuzaki does not use any caramel color. <laughs> <laughs> the first whiskey couldn't be more more, more pale. So yeah. They're trying to be true to the purity of the specimen for sure. Yeah, so we're going to... And uh, I mean specimen, but go ahead. <laughs> use that term mm. literally. Um, so uh, I have a few paragraphs on the Mars EY, um, which kind of connects to our last episode where we talked about uh, Nika and Suntory and how they mm -hmm. had a connection with each other. That also has a connection to the Mars EY. So real quick, and then we'll taste sure. this. Yeah. In our first Japanese episode, we talked about Masataka Takasuro, which I love to say, who went to Scotland in 1918 to learn how to make scotch for a distilling company that was interested in getting into the whiskey business. However, by the time he returned... Well, who returned? Masataka Takasuro. <laughs> I'm sorry, who was it? Masataka Takatsuro. Okay. However, by the time he returned, the company had lost interest in making whiskey, and Takatsuro was eventually hired by Suntory, where he worked for about a decade, after which he left to create Nika. So, oh, right. the company that paid for Takatsuro's scotch education was Mars. Oh, wow. And the person who advised him was a man named Kiichiro Iwai, whose name is on the bottle because when the company did 
rekindled their interest in making whiskey. It was him using Takatsuro's original notes who advised the company on how to get started in the whiskey business. So, although far lesser known than the Suntory and Nika, Mars has been distilling since 1909. Interesting. When the Hambo family began producing shochu, a hard liquor mm. distilled from various grains and vegetables like barley, rice, and sweet potatoes in the Kagoshima prefecture, making it the southernmost distillery in Japan. Mm. However, it wasn't until 1949 that Mars began distilling whiskey. In 1984, Mars moved their distillery to the idyllic alpine setting of Miyata Village in the Nagano Prefecture, located between Japan's Southern Alps and Central Alps, and at 2,600 feet above sea level, the Mars Shinshu Distillery is Japan's highest, a site chosen for its cool temperatures and plentiful aquifers fed by granite-filtered snowmelt. In 2016, Mars reopened their original southernmost distillery in Kagoshima, calling it the Mars Sunuki Distillery, introducing pot stills to the site while also building a brand new facility specifically for aging barrels on the tiny island of Yakushima, all of which today makes Mars the fourth largest producer of whiskey in Japan. Hmm. This is a proof of 90. Hmm, it's exciting. They have a lower proof expression of 80, but this is the 91. That's why it's called 45, because 45%. The mash bill is 70% corn, 30% malted barley. Interesting. It's almost like a bourbon then. Yes. If it was distilled in America, it would be a bourbon. That's interesting, because certainly the first one was with the malted barley was much more scotchy. Right. The age statement is two to five years. The price is under $35. I got it for 34 Yeah. And Whiskey Advocate, as Ed mentioned earlier, was in their top 20 whiskeys of 2020. And they gave it an overall score of 91. Right. And I have their tasting notes here. Yeah. Okay. All right. So once again, I'm going to take you through the directions here that comes with the glass. Because I think it's neat. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> Put about an ounce and a half in there, which you've done. Hold the glass level, swirl rigorously, promoting evaporation. Then you unhold the glass, nose at center of sweet spot in the rim plane. Close the mouth and sniff through the nose only to get character aromas. Move the nose across the rim plane to the rim edge to detect florals and other lighter character aromas. Diffused ethanol will appear at the rim. All right, so let's take a whiff. Uncapping. Mm. Mm. I'm getting more barley on this one than I did the other one. Mm. Good. Good. Yeah. Even though I think there's less barley in this. Interesting. Yeah. It's sweet. 30% now? Mm-hmm. Right, there's no rye, right? It's just corn and barley, right? Yeah, you definitely smell Right. It's a really interesting mash pill by itself. Yeah. Um, I'm getting the same sort of light fruit notes that I was getting before. Yeah. Okay. Honey again, I think. Yeah. Okay. Like pear. Yeah, I wow. get that pear as well. Mm. So I, I got to tell you the, the tasting notes over here because you guys have hit pretty much all of them. Oh. Honey, ripening pear, <laughs> barley, some citrus, and my nickname in college as well, exotic woods. <laughs> oh geez so i mean the fact that you got pear and honey and barley yeah really good job everybody the, the pear is really apparent to me and once it's again, apparent i hate to <laughs> i hate to beat a dead horse here but uh, the neat glass is taking you right to the flavors and aromas that yeah, are present yeah and it's getting you past the nose numbing ethanol and that's why we advocate it that's why we use it that's why we uh have a relationship with them Ooh. Let's get a little try now. We must well taste it since we've hit the nose so well. Yeah, I just, I just tasted it. Mm. Wow. So different than the first one. Mm, yeah, this is a much mm. deeper flavor than the first one. This is really nice. Uh, spicy. I'm getting a lot of what we smell. I'm getting sweetness, honey. 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 Yeah, honey. Honey, a little bit of pear. Oaky. 
Yeah. A little mineralistic as well, but not as much as the first. It tastes a little more scotchy than I think the first one did. Uh, yeah. Marty, do you agree or no? No, not at all. Not <laughs> no? at all. Oh, no way. Because I didn't no. really taste the barley mm. or spice on it, but I think I am this yeah. time. Just so you know, I'm having a hard time with the notes. I, I just don't really smell a lot. I don't know why. Maybe I had one of these candies, but oh. <laughs> now, now when I taste it, it's, right it's, now it's coming out yeah it's yeah. coming out but i couldn't even really get much on that yeah on that. i mean the japanese whiskeys are kind of like that they're really light in flavor light in light on the nose yeah uh, very light on the nose you know yeah. light in color as we've talked about <laughs> this one of course is a little darker this one is sort of honors what would you call this it's like a three let's say that's honey? like a yeah let's a medium say grade like a spring honey mm-hmm. like a clover honey yeah I don't taste scotch here. You could you could tell me it's more of an Irish whiskey, well, maybe? Well, what I mean is it tastes more like a scotch to me than the first mm. one did. That's what I mean. I can't, that, that stuns me because the first one was, like I said, as soon as I tasted it, you know I yelled out Johnny Walker. Yeah, bro. yeah. But for me, I, I really didn't taste that. It's so strange that the five of us have really tasted different things on these whiskeys. I was kind of expecting more of a, a scotch taste than I'm actually getting. I'm not really getting it either. Yeah. Shockingly, I'm getting a bit of a rye taste. Too. Yeah. Right. There's no rye I, I actually can yeah. advocate that there's some spice in it but once again we know that could be the yeast that they're using too so yeah. you smelled barley the nose i really didn't but i definitely taste mm-hmm. n- not just barley but grain i'm getting a good amount of that barley actually i added a couple of drops of water oh yeah and the barley is really light yeah let me now. try that yeah this is really good whiskey though by the does way it does remind me of an irish whiskey though after you say that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, i'm trying to place it in between a bourbon and an irish whiskey. right because the irish isn't as barley forward as scotch is you know it's kind of mm-hmm. like scotch light which is why i like irish whiskey more than scotch yeah. Yeah, more because it's triple distilled yeah right it makes it smoother right. it's, it's grassy a lot of barley some kind of citrus notes a lot of honey still yeah the exotic honey like the wildflower honey that can be yeah. a little bit more perfuming oh I interesting so, i mean it is 70 percent corn is anybody mm. tasting any corn on this well i mean we're getting the you know everyone you, said honey and vanilla which yeah. i think comes from the sweetness of the corn mm. yeah you're not maybe tasting corn but you're tasting a lot of sweetness to this whiskey uh, with the water uh, honey and spice is what i'm, I'm getting Confused. Yeah. yeah. The one thing that confuses me is that 90 proof. Yeah. This could be a $45 whiskey, and I don't think it would stop me from buying it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's complex enough and it's talented enough that I'm surprised at the price, being that it's. Right. You know, that is from Japan. Yeah, know? yeah. It's a Japanese whiskey that's pretty cheap. And I think that's one of the reasons why we chose it. But the other reason was yeah, local award. Yeah. I did because it's like we're always trying to bring people deals. $34 for a whiskey of all the whiskeys in the world that Whiskey Avid could have chosen. They chose this. Yeah. And by the way, there was not many on that list cheaper than this. Right. And certainly cheaper than the one we're going to do. Right. <laughs> the right. last whiskey. The last yeah. one, which is almost worth what these two are, doubled. Not right. quite, but. Right. Add these together times two minus about 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so, uh, verdict? I really like this. Absolutely better than the other one. Mm. Um, Indifferent. Like, I mean, what have you really tasted that tastes like this? It's a very unique tasting whiskey. The finish is, by the way, honey, breakfast cereal, nougat, and white <laughs> chocolate. So Nougat. Like, the palate's super sweet. Mm. Like, I get all it that, is. but yeah. then the finish, I don't think is as sweet, but yeah. Yeah. still it's not good. A, I mean, it's really good. Do you like this? better than the first yes, one because you really yes. like the first one i did but i like scotch but i'd rather drink a nice bourbon okay or, uh, i just yeah. think i would yeah brother <laughs> yeah brother mm. rage rachel you didn't like the first one you like this one better oh much much better much. yeah I, mean, I really like the floral notes okay yeah. yeah awesome all right so next round of candy okay we have kit kats that you can only get <laughs> in japan
All right, so we're going to do the same thing. Just grab three, because there's 15, there's five of us here. All right, three Kit Kats. And they're all different flavors? They're all different flavors. Oh, boy. Oh, they're small, okay. Yeah, they're small. All they say is Kit Kat and then Japanese writing. I have no idea what the different flavors are. About half of them have English writing on them, and the other half don't. And I have the flavors of most of them. Where do you see that? Oh. Not all of them have it. All right, I see. One says maple. I think this, is that an apple? I just got a, a lot of green ones. This is, <laughs> so we got ume. Ooh, ume. It's kind of cool. Ume thermit. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ed, which one are you were asking about? The red one? Uh, the red one is the one I don't know anything about. What, the purple one might be uh, purple sweet potato. Ooh. Flavored. Matcha the, tiramisu. Ooh. Who has the trick or treat one? It's got the kids and like, that's a cinnamon apple. Yeah, there's it uh, an apple and a cinnamon apple. Okay, okay. We can share these because they have two sticks. Yeah, there are two sticks. So like if you don't really like it, <laughs> Marty's like, no, <laughs> Marty doesn't want to trade. I got. I uh, will not break off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. <laughs> it's the ume, and then it's a... the apple cinnamon one starts good, yeah, and then ends like an air freshener. Oh, <laughs> Ew, so yeah, yeah not good. Yep. I have um, summer mango. I'm gonna try it. Oh, you do, you do, do too. Oh no, you have the mango. I have orange. Sorry. Did you want mango? Oh, you want to trade that orange for a mango? I have a maple. Anyone trade? Oh, the the orange one is really good. Mango's mm. kind of it's artificial. Yeah, okay. wow, it tastes like chemicals. It tastes really bad. Yeah, the mango's not very good. No. The orange is much better. Okay, I'm going to do that to cleanse my palate. Yeah, cleanse your palate <laughs> with the orange. Marty, which one did you have? I don't know. We did a <laughs> what, couple What of, color of, was the packaging? I'm colorblind. Oh, Jesus. There's a, so there was a black one that we swapped for, um, oh, we split them in half and swapped one of each. Okay, the right. black one is dark chocolate. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that was the one I had. good. I traded Marty um, a matcha tiramisu flavor. That wasn't bad. Yeah. yeah. Who has the Mount Blanc? Oh, we just had it. Oh, yeah, that's a chestnut cream. There was a warning sticker Mm -hmm. on the package that I got, and it's specifically for the Mount Blanc. And it says, uh, Mount Blanc flavor contains 0.1% alcohol. Please refrain from children and those who are weak in alcohol. (laughs) No, we are strong in that. Alcohol is strong in that. I'm strong in the alcohol. I have an apple cinnamon to trade if anyone wants to try it for something Mm. they have. I have a whole wheat one? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, it'll help me go tomorrow. Mm. (laughs) Oh, finally, something healthy. Oh, wheat. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That was like a sweet what tart. What is the red? It's good, right? I don't know what the red was. Okay. Regular. regular. No, I think it's a regular one. Might be. Mm. Mm. Marty and I just had an ume one. Oh, yeah? It was good? It was really nice. Oh. Really good. You know, the whole wheat one is nice. Okay, mm. the orange so far. Wasn't that? That orange Thank one Thank you is, for giving up. The orange, the orange one was orange. the best one that I, I had. Know, I think it was the worst. It's bullshit. I should have got the orange. Oh my God, it's this apple cinnamon one. You can smell it. It's so strong. The maple was strong too, by the way. Wasn't it? Who got the maple? Yeah. As soon as you started bringing the maple up to like six inches away, your whole nose was maple. Oh, the apple cinnamon was nice. Mm. It's strong, but I really liked it. Yeah. I don't think not better than the orange. But I said, doesn't it become like kind of like an air freshener at the end of it? Like, yeah. The, the finish is not good. The 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 palate is delicious. And then you go, oh, it tastes yeah. like a candle. Somebody, or an air somebody sprayed air freshener yeah, in my face. Right, right. <laughs> Right, the apple cinnamon glade just got blown in my face. Oh, the last one I have is the dark matcha. Candy tangent. Mm. Candy tangent. Um, yep. Don't eat the mango. Right? Yeah, the mango uh, was uh, chemically. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Marty's just going right to eat it anyway. He went right, right for it. the mango. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I told you. But he had to experience it. I can smell it. So brave. <laughs> so, bad. so brave. 
<laughs> All right. So that was the last round of candies. Um, that was really good. Yeah. They have tons of different. They have like sake flavors. And I was really happy with my candies. Actually. Yeah. I mean, Thank this you. was a good. You guys got the matcha. That would be good. This was yeah. A, this I got was a matcha good. and matcha tiramisu. Yeah. And I got the dark matcha. Mm. And we have matcha cookies and matcha love in the room. <laughs> I think. I think the ume. <laughs> I think the ume was probably my favorite. That was really ume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to cleanse our palates along with our glasses, take a break, and we'll come back with the very expensive and very anticipated Hibiki Harmony. Okay, so we're back. We have filled our glasses with a much anticipated expression. Yes. Habiki, harmony, which I wanted to have on the first episode. And Andre said, walk before you run. Yes. Mm. I don't know if the Japanese proverb, but I felt like it was at the time. <laughs> because then he just kind of disappeared from in front of me like Yoda. <laughs> we are done our Kit Kats. Hopefully the delicious Kit Kats well, won't affect our taste. Well, we did, we did take 20 minutes to cleanse the palate. We did. Uh, yeah, so this is the Habiki Japanese Harmony, two paragraphs on this, and then we'll get to drinking because we are super excited to have this. First of all, the bottle is, is gorgeous. Is definitely twice as fancy as the other two bottles combined. Yeah, it's got a glass stopper. It's all um, uh, serrated. Serrated. That's faceted. not the right. Faceted. Yeah, faceted. Thank you. Uh, and the nice script on it, and mm -hmm. it's got a nice color to it. It's a decanter. It is yeah, a decanter. Basically, you're right. It is a decanter bottle. You're, that's a great point. Yes. So here we go. Launched in 1989 hmm. to commemorate the Suntory Company's 90th anniversary, Hibiki Harmony has been embraced as the paragon of Japanese whiskey ever since. As the very product of Japanese nature and her people, Harmony is rather an appropriate word to describe this well-balanced Japanese blend. Made with innumerable malt and grain whiskeys from Bean Suntory's Yamazaki, Hakushu, and Chita distilleries, a total of five different casks were used, including American Oak, X-Sherry Butts, and Mizunara oak casks, which were then meticulously blended to create a full orchestra of flavors and aromas. Seductive, blossoming, and energetic, Hibiki Japanese Harmony Whiskey is a uniquely elegant expression with notes of honey, orange, light oak, and a slightly herbaceous touch. Not only is it Japan's most highly awarded blended whiskey, it's among the most prestigious and honored whiskeys in the world. 
Ooh, caught the vapors. <laughs> My goodness. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's uh, proof is 86. It is a blend of malt and grain whiskeys from Japan. So this is a Japanese whiskey. Mm. Uh, according to the new rules that we talked about earlier, the distiller, blender, bottle, or owner, Beam Suntory, the age is not stated. It used to be a 12 year, mm. but like everything in Beam Suntory, it's artfully aged. Mm-hmm. Uh, the price, Ed, do you even want to discuss it? It should be around 90. Yeah. Um, I've seen it for a long time, a couple years at around 90, even as low as 75 in some places wow. when I first started seeing it. I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. I found it at Morrow Brothers, who, mm-hmm. to their credit, has everything. Right. But as my aunt used to say, mm. bring all your money. <laughs> yes. So, this was 125. Mm. The manager Chris gave me 10% off. Okay. That was very nice. So that took what 1250 off. Sure. And so uh, whatever 1250 is minus 125 and <laughs> so it's about 112. 1250. It was a point where I probably could have driven around for another day or two and found it at 100, but I just we were running out of time. And yeah, we didn't it, have it had, another day or two. I'd been to four other places and they didn't have it. Yeah. And even Benash, yeah, who has at least 31 <laughs> 38. Yeah, 38, Ed. <laughs> All right, God damn it, Ed. It's like we have 150. You just have to go in the back room. No. You have, um, I didn't see no, uh, Harmony didn't, there. No. And you I, didn't see it either, Scott. No, I you went there. to four other liquor stores, too, and I did not see the Right. Different. So that's eight different stores. So I actually called Scott. I'm like, Scott, I got to pull the trigger on this. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, All right, cause, uh, Yeah, just do it. And, and the other two were cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was fine. Uh, there is... No age statement on this, correct? Correct. Mm. But it's somewhere around 10 to 12, I would say. They they didn't drop it down to four. There is a reason that there is no longer an age statement for Mm -hmm. it. So the way that distillers like Yamazaki and Nika are combating the whiskey shortage is by doing blends without age statements. Right. Because you only have so many Yamazaki 12s. Right. Take a little Mm -hmm. while to make. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you do blends that are still very good and made from longstanding, like 100-year reputable distillers from Japan, that's what they're doing to compensate rather than like getting 30% from another. Exactly, which is what the uh, Harazaki was doing. Right. So question, Anders, is it's also possible that if they are, let's say, 80% 12-year and they put 20% of 5-year in, would they have to be required to say it's 5-year then? It would be a 5-year, but the idea is that they're like doing a blend that matches what the Hibiki 12 tasted like right. as best as they can. Right. But they're using like a five-year. To cut it a bit. So right. just because it doesn't have an age statement doesn't mean it's trash whiskey. Yeah. Right. It means that they might be handcuffed by the what they've decided to do, and an age statement would misrepresent how old the whiskey really is. The right. age statement is always the youngest whiskey yeah. in the bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They do have a 17, I think, still, and a 21. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So like if our panel here was a whiskey, our age statement would be 30, but that's Anders. <laughs> right, because he's the youngest <laughs> spirit awesome. in here. Oh, up Feeling good now. <laughs> yeah, let's say, oh, yeah, we're, oh, we're 30? Oh, uh. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> right. So Anders would make us all be artfully aged. Right, yeah. right. Okay, so let's... Uh, Age to perfection, you know. Yeah, let's smell it. Oh, so much more. Oh, yeah, that's good. Hmm. I get apple right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, 86 proof, once again, the neat glasses just totally diffuse the ethanol, so I'm getting such great sweet notes. Yeah, this is nice. So sweet. Like, the sweet notes of the other two, but uh, so much more. Like, so much more intense. Like a green tea almost, mm-hmm. too. Honey. And the oaks are there because there's so many different casts. You really can yeah. smell the oaks. Yes. Almost, almost like cedar, though. Yeah. Yeah. Mizanar is getting really popular. Look, so there was the Heaven Store 26-year-old mm-hmm. bootleg with the Mizanar cask that really kind of kicked it off. And I've seen a couple other Mizanar casks. Yeah, the Mizanar oak is really interesting because it's a very twisty, windy tree, and it, yeah. um, it takes a long time for it to grow. Like yes. 200 years or something so when they make a barrel out of it they really want to reuse it over and over again and it's also really porous Mm -hmm. so they have to do a lot of compensation for that because you lose a lot of the whiskey that you put in it but apparently it's so flavorful that it's worth taking all that trouble to go through with the Muzanara. So what are we smelling real quick? I'm smelling peaches. Peaches is so present. I was going to say cantaloupe, but maybe peaches, yeah. And I don't even necessarily like peaches uh, as a fruit, but I smell it. It has that like little sharpness. My dad used to have a joke. Cantaloupe, the ladder's broke. I guess we have to honeydew. (laughs) Jesus. He worked produce in the summer. (laughs) He knew all the uh, produce jokes. he knew all the produce jokes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let us continue. Uh, I have one more funny story. My, my my dad used to bring home like loose grapes. He used to shake the whole fucking box of grapes and then like dump the loose ones into a bag and get them for like real cheap. One time my sister pulled one out with three grapes attached. She turned to my mother and goes, is this how grapes grow? My mother says, Jesus Christ, can you bring home a bunch of grapes so your daughter knows what grapes look like? You cheap bastard. <laughs> I added the cheap bastard part, okay, but right, right. but just a funny story. That's my two produce stories. <laughs> produce, yeah. Um, let's face it. Yeah, thank God, finally. Mm. Ooh, wow, complex. A lot going on there. Mm. There's a lot of flavors that just burst into your mouth. Yeah, this is definitely the most complex thing we tasted uh, today. Uh, real quick, we do the nose. Okay. So they had a lot on the nose. They had honey, white grapes, apple, which I got, peach, which you got, Scott. Mm. They do have green tea, which I smelled. Raisins. Which I, uh, Raisins, interesting. So floral and vegetal notes um, and oak. Okay. So yeah. then, uh, the, right, we got the now the palate. What are we tasting? Anything different than the nose? I'm looking for some of those vegetal notes. I get some of that green tea. Mm. Like it's a little tannic. Yeah, a little bit. It's really nice. Mm, it is really nice. I taste um like deep dark sugars, brown sugar, I guess. But again, Japanese whiskeys, it's mm. lighter than what you would expect from like a bourbon or a rye. It's, well, it's 86 proof, and it is all. 86 proof. Yeah, but. It's quite good, though. Reminds me of an an oaky tea, actually. Yeah, it is a little astringent, too, on the end where it's kind of drying, but it has a nice finish. Great finish, actually. On the palate, they said we should have sweet and full notes of honey. Yes. Warm baked fruits, Mm -hmm. vanilla caramels, honeydew, shout out to my dad, (laughs) (laughs) and um, toasted flatbread, and a faint touch of oaky bitterness. Okay. So the finish, and you're going to like this, Anders, is short and light with traces of oak honey tea, which is the tannic you were getting, I think, mm-hmm. and the dried apple and mm-hmm. pear. And pear, yeah. yeah. Really, it's a fruit basket. This is it's delicious. delicious. This, I mean, 125 is a little much. I think this deserves to be at least 80. Um, yeah. This is yeah. really nice. Those yeah. apple and pear fruit notes are like really slight, too. Like yeah. It's not like bold green apple no. and like Basque pears where it's like super juicy. Yeah, none of these like, flavors are very like in your face. It's like... 
Macintosh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. subtle. Yeah, it's yeah. more it's like of a, a cooked apple. So it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. It yeah. says it says baked fruit. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just, I guess edit this out. I'm cutting in and out at least in yeah. the audio. I don't yeah. know if you guys can no, hear me. No, you okay? haven't. It's your headphones. It's your you're, you're, you sound consistent. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure you didn't break up to us, but only to yourself. Yeah, breaking up with myself. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it sounds like a profound. Sound like, sound like Rick Springfield B song. I'm breaking up with myself because I hate me. <laughs> she can't seem to be the person I used to be. Well, so what else was to jump on the cricket train? Oh, crickets, yeah. <laughs> More crickets. Who else? Marty, would you like to sing? Marty, 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 no, Rachel, you want to sing a song? No. Crickets anyway. I think we've been outnumbered in the singing. This is the least singing this episode is, yeah, that I've really, had. We yeah. haven't really sang yeah. that much. Haven't we haven't drank enough. <laughs> Everyone at home is like, thank God. We've actually had comments where you guys are great. You're so funny, except when you sing. <laughs> Not even lying. Like, and, and it's That's like, true. It's, yeah. As I said, it, it's one step closer to my goal of being so popular that there's a whole website dedicated to people who hate what we do. Like, Don't you think they're so pretentious? They think they know so much about whiskey. Fuck them. <laughs> WhiskeyTangentSucks.com. Right, right, right. And here are all the songs they sung badly. Right. I want to be so big that Gabe has his own hate website where they just hate Gabe. <laughs> I hate Gabe. All right. I started it. Started by me. I'm buying up all those donating names tonight. Yes, Gabe. Started by me, Gabe. That's right. I hate Gabe at ed.com. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Poor Gabe. He's going to hear this and go, you goddamn sometimes, sometimes we get a random text, you bastards. And we realize that it's like Thursday and Gabe's halfway through the episode. <laughs> and he got to the part where he wasn't here to defend himself. And I just like drag him through whatever pile of shit I feel like doing. Oh and he's God. not there. He usually beats me when he's on the air. Oh, yeah. So I have to win sometimes. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Uh, this is terrific guys like Rachel best one, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just, yeah. It, this is when you go and sit by a fire and mm-hmm. hang yeah. out with yeah. good friends, right? Yeah. So, Marty too. Again, yeah. scar smoking buddies would love this one. Yeah. Mm. This is so good. And it's one you bring this look is, at and that bottle. See, like Andre said, it's like a carafe in itself, it is. you know? I, so I, it's a decanter. You would absolutely yeah. so, use that once it's gone. You could peel the label off and you could give it to someone as a present as a carafe. Yeah, <laughs> right. As a visual, this is what I like to think of my liquor bottles as a chess piece. Okay. Mm-hmm, yeah. That oh. would be a nice rook. Yeah, yes. a rook. Absolutely. It is. It's definitely a rook. Yeah. I'd like to make a whole chess sets out of liquor bottles oh, with their shapes. Oh, that'd be oh, oh that's interesting. That would be like, right. you need four of these. That's a hundred dollars. Right. That's four hundred dollars. Oh, there, we're gonna figure out how expensive his chessboard <laughs> yeah, yeah. would be. Right. I, so I always wanted to um for the lounge is to make a chessboard out of mini bottles one day. Yeah. I just need nice. to source them all, but yeah. I am adamant that I want Blanton's minis for the nights and I oh, yeah. sell for oh, oh, that would be great. That'd be great. But you know, seriously though, if we're looking at Marty's idea, I think Hill Rock would make a nice king. Oh yeah. Okay. And then I agree. Well, what yeah. would be the queen? Hmm. Good question. I think you need something like tall and height. elegant. Yeah. Oh, like the um, what, what's that Eagle Rare eagle. one? No, the, oh the my God, double the, eagle oh, the or double. Eagle seventeen? Wow. All right, if we're fantasizing, yeah. then yeah. yes, the double yes. eagle, double rare. They make that in a fifty milliliter. <laughs> well, then that might they might have to go king on that. Then you can't take a hundred dollar yeah. king and a twenty thousand dollar. Well, I don't know. I mean, that's the centerpiece. Well, you right? could do boss hog. Then you could do a boss hog. Okay. for the king. Boss and hog? Yeah. Yeah, so order now your uh, whiskey tangent whiskey bottle chess set for forty thousand dollars. <laughs> right, just yeah. in time for Christmas for the low low price. So, <laughs> are we doing the advent calendar this year? We are not doing. Okay, that. just check it this year. We'll cut it out. <laughs> Boom. 
I right. toyed around with doing something around an advent calendar for the podcast mm, right. where we would get together and we would do like five or six in a row on right, one right. recording, but then we would release them every day right. of, that would be fun. Uh, of December. So maybe for next year, maybe we next can, year we, we can, can do think that. about yeah. it. Right, well, let's finish this up. The, uh... Well, well, hold on. So oh. as I mentioned, if the guests were good, yeah. they would get some presents. Rachel's like, I thought the candy was a present. Don't give me anything. <laughs> you guys are too much. She's so sweet. So because she's so sweet and she doesn't want a gift, she'll go first. <laughs> Ladies first. Okay, the first bag goes to Rachel. Oh my gosh. It's a very elegant bag. Wait, I didn't authorize the big bottle. The big bottle of Carpana Antica. Wow. That's elite. Vermouth. Yeah, vermouth, the, basically the winner of our uh, Vermouth episode that Rachel had the inspiration for. And as I mentioned in the intro, it is our most popular cocktail episode. It's also one of our most popular episodes, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is a thank you to you for not only that, but also inviting us to your house right. and being uh, so hospitable, making us cookies. I mean... Buying it's, a sushi? Yeah. By, by, <laughs> well, no, that was Marty. Well, by marriage. <laughs> <laughs> that's us. We're, we're, right, we're that's a true. team. We're right. a team. Like right. I said, they're the whiskey power couple. Right. Oh, thank you so, so much. This uh, is really... Oh, you're welcome. That'll last her at least eight days. <laughs> you're not joking. <laughs> we'll do Marty next. Time. All right, Marty. Oh, thank uh, there you, you guys. Go. Oh, it makes man. you feel better, Marty. I, I forget completely what you, we got you. Did you get me? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Right. I got a oh nose God. mill, baby. Nose mill. I am almost out of this. Oh, I, perfect. I am on like I the... It, I think. Oh, okay. We are out of this. Uh, yes. Awesome. <laughs> this is one of my most this favorite bourbons. This just in bourbons. Whiskey Tangent Exclusive. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's uh, from Willet. Oh, thank you. Oh, Super. you're welcome. I remember you saying... Oh, I love this stuff. ...that nose mill was your favorite. Yes. Anders, <laughs> because this is not only a Christmas present, it's also a birthday present, because as we mentioned, he is 30 this year, and it was just a couple weeks ago. Baby. I'm out of the suit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Lagavulin. 16. 16 oh years. guys. Thank you. Something you just don't want to buy for yourself, you know, but you like to have. Oh, it's tough. It's know. a really nice high expression of the Lagavulin. Anders, as I said, in the first Japanese episode, he brought both whiskeys for that podcast and yeah. we, we drank them. He's been so uh, nice to us at the lounge and, and very uh, generous with his time and also with the whiskeys on several cocktail episodes. And he gave us the Lagavulin eight year yeah. for the first whiskey madness so we felt 30th birthday it's christmas we'll Let's get double that. it yeah we'll double it and give you the 16 thank you guys oh you're welcome honestly like for people guys in our 50s ed and i i don't know marty you may or may not experience this but it's hard to make friends at this age and yeah, uh, we tough. ed and i both feel that we've made several friends through anders at the lounge Agreed. and we're just very grateful to have the experience of drinking whiskey with you guys having doing podcasts with you guys and just generally just hanging out and having good conversations yeah good so, times so feel the same way thank you merry christmas to all of you <laughs> at least not salute enough. cheers cheers everyone cheers, guys thank you. thanks thank guys you. thanks merry christmas cheers. so i think that's it ed take us out so um come by we gave you three Gumpai. different Japanese whiskeys. Two of them are very cheap. You have no reason not to try them if you have any curiosity about them. Yeah, why not? The Mars EY45 is probably the best for your buck. Yeah, agreed. Mm. Um, but when you're ready, when you're worthy, the <laughs> Hibeki Japanese Harmony is a special whiskey and one that really defines what Japanese whiskey is at its best. Yeah, and it's, so, it's the best Japanese whiskey I've ever had. Right. Yeah. Not always going to be 125. 
You can find a little cheaper. Even online, I think you can find about under 100. Right. All right. So we'd like to thank the Neat Glass for their support. Thank you, uh, Neat Glass. Thank you. Thank you. And and really for helping us taste whiskey in a whole new way. Yes. Me and Scott have always used it, but we didn't always make our guests use it. Yeah. But now everyone's kind of together on the same page, which makes it a lot of fun. Yeah, it does. All right. (laughs) So for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, I'm Ed. I'm Scott. I'm Anders. I'm Marty. I'm Rachel. Cheers, everybody. And uh, happy holidays. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to check out our next episode, which is way better than this one. Oh, yeah. Also, follow and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash whiskey tangent. And follow us on Twitter at whiskey tangent. You can follow me personally at that whiskey guy. And follow Scott at giant cup of awesome, spelled A-W-S-U-M, just to be annoying. Hey. You can email us any questions, comments, or love at whiskeytangent at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us always at our podcast website, whiskeytangent.podbean.com.